Today, Des has chosen a series of verses as our Bible reading, so we're just going to run through a series of verses, so just a little bit different to normal. Just pray that God opens our heart to his word. Honour one another above yourselves. Romans 12, verse 10. Stop passing judgment on one another. Romans 14, verse 13. Have equal concern for each other. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Galatians 5, 26. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Ephesians 4, verse 2. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Ephesians 5, 21. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. 1 Peter 5 verse 5. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. Philippians 2 verse 3. And finally from Matthew 18 verses 1 to 4. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Amen. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. How about we pray and then we'll hop into this series that we're looking at, continuing to see week two of one anothering. So let's pray. Lord, we just pause and just take a moment now just to firstly acknowledge your goodness and your greatness and just the way that you answer our prayers. But at the same time, we also come before you and we want to acknowledge that you are indeed our rock, our redeemer, the prince of peace, the wonderful counsellor, the one who speaks into the very fabric of who we are as people. And we want to rest in that place this morning as we hear from your word, as we listen to your spirit gently prodding, prodding us. And Lord... We know you're here with us, and so we invite you to do some work in us that is much deeper than we've experienced before, through both celebration, through challenge, and through the way that you gently show us your redeemed love within us. And so we rest in that place this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Sydney Airport, and it's been a place that I've been very familiar with this year. I've, I think I was talking to someone the other day, it's probably my 50th flight of the year, and so I've travelled a fair bit this year for work, and it's um, one of those experiences where you, you just go on to a bit of autopilot, so I had to check in a bag, because I was, I was going to the Gold Coast, but I had to check in a bag, and you know where you can now type in all your details, and then they pull it, get a bag tag, and then you put it around the, the bag, you know that, yep, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, that's, that's what happens these days. Um, and anyway, so I, I'm there, and then I had to go and then drop my bag up at the counter. And so I was in the queue and went through the queue. It was a bit of a long queue. And then eventually I get to the front and there's five people there and five different counters that you can go to all take out. And then that person at the end, right down the end there said, come on down. And so I came on down to the end of that counter and in my normal kind of gregarious kind of way, I just said, hi, how are you going? Like, um, how's your day been? And she looked at me really, really strange. <laughs> and then... The words that came out of her mouth were this. Why do you speak such good Aussie? Can you believe it? I could not believe it. And so the only thing I could respond was, was, um, Ni hao ma, wo hen hao, wo jung guo, jung wen. I mean, what else could I say, really? Like, um, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was in the airport. I mean, how many people do you walk past every single day? And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that kind of ruled me for the next one hour. I was kind of pondering that conversation. I was kind of pondering that whole kind of piece. And like, I didn't really take it personally or anything like that. It was just more the fact that I found it so strange, so, so shocked almost as it was. And it got me thinking about kind of what kind of attitude do I have towards other people? Or what kind of judgments do I have as I look at other people? What kind of perspectives do I have as I think about the way that I view other people? And we're in the middle of this series at the moment called One Anothering. And it is about community. It's about Christian community. And the New Testament records this word over 50 times. And it's speaking to us about the way that we ought to act and respond to each other, but it's also speaking to the attitudes that we hold and the perceptions in which we interpret and view other people. And that's a huge challenge for us when we're in such a large church like this. You know, we come to this service, there's a few hundred people here. There's there's about 600 people that come to this church over the various services. It's a big church. And with that, there's complexity, there's variety, there's, there's, a, there's a whole stack of issues and, and places and spaces and experiences that we've all shared. And we all bring this to this place that we call church. And as we look around, as we see that person across the room, we're making judgments where our attitude towards them, their impressions that they give us can often either bring us closer together or causes more tension and conflict. And that's what this series is about. It challenges us that we are the people of God. And what does it mean for us today as we think about this from the perspective of, last week Kathy spoke about servanthood, but what does it look like today as we come from a place of humility? As we think about humility in the context of Parramatta Baptist Church the way that we engage and speak to each other. And we had those passages that were read out to us. As you see, honour one another above yourselves. Stop passing judgment on one another. Let us not be conceited, provoking, envying, be patient, bearing with each other. These are Paul's words to us. And as we think about this in the way that we connect with one another, What is going to help us actually increase our connectedness and our bond as God's people? 
Well, I guess there's a couple of mentalities that you need to, and mindsets that you kind of got to think of. And I kind of, I'm sorry if you're a real pet lover here, because I'm about to destroy this for you. But, you know, hands up if you love dogs, yeah? A few dogs? Well, these are how dogs kind of think, don't they? They feed me their care for me. They must be gods. <laughs> they treat you like that, don't they? Yeah, like they treat you as God. But if you're a cat lover, what do they think? <laughs> they feed me, they care for me. I must be God. You know, it's, just, it's so hard, isn't it, with a cat to try to get it to do what you want it to do? Well, in the same way, as you think about this in our own lives, do we act more like dogs or do we act more like cats when it comes to each other? When we come to God, do we come to him more as a dog? Or do we come to him more as a cat? What's our mindset and our posture as we think of this? Well, this is where it comes to our passage today where it talks, where, where we're talking about who is the greatest in heaven. And Jesus challenges us here in this space. Because if you think about the kind of message that Jesus has been giving to his disciples and the like up to this point, he's always challenged not just the practical things of life, but he's also challenged us the way that we think and our thoughts. You know, on, on the Sermon of the Mountain, he talks about things like, even if you look at another woman, that's like you've committed adultery. Even if you think it, or if you're angry towards your brother and sister, it's like you've committed murder. Jesus actually considered with the way that we think and our thoughts. And, and we may not say these things like, why do you speak, why don't you speak, why do you speak such good Aussie? You may not even say it, but you may think that. That's as good as you might as well have said it. And that affects the way that we do community and the way that we do relationship with each other. And so when Jesus speaks about this, the disciples come to him and ask this question, who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? And the funniest thing about this is that we do this every single day. We ask this question in so subtle ways. We see it in very obvious ways, like sport. Who is the greatest? You know, there's a great debate at the moment. Who's the greatest tennis player? Is it Roger Federer? Is it Rafael Nadal? Is it Novak Djokovic? All got multiple grand slams. You see it in sport all the time. But you see it in our everyday lives at work where you go, well, how do I posture myself for that career move? How do I posture myself to be able to climb that corporate ladder? How do I manoeuvre myself in a way that I can say, I'm the greatest, I look the best, I can promote myself. And this is where Jesus actually challenges our attitudes towards that and the very core around who is the greatest? Well, he redefines that. And it's where humility comes to the surface. He's asking his disciples, do you know what you're really asking? What is it really saying about you when you're asking who is the greatest? Well, Jesus says all those things that Paul says later on, all those passages that were read out to us, he redefines it for us. 
And it challenges us here when we think about greatness redefined in Jesus' way because what it's essentially talking about is our own human condition. And it talks about our ego. The human ego is a funny thing. It likes to be inflated. It wants to be puffed up. Our ego loves to be massaged. It loves to be fed. It loves to be fertilised. It loves to self-promote. It loves to boast. It loves to try to get a one-up on someone else. It is constantly drawing attention to itself. It acts very much like a cat. Feed me. Look after me. Say that nice thing about me. Meet my needs. And what that means for us, as our ego is inflated, that in relationship, it gets in the way and prevents us the ability to actually listen well, to be present for another in wholeness, and our ability to send a message to the person who is sitting next to us, sharing about the incredible tough journey that they're going through, and to send them a message to tell them that they are not alone. Our ego gets in the way. And you know what it also does? It edges God out. Because we have this unworthy belief of our own importance. It pushes God to the side. And it edges him more and more off. The more we inflate the further we push him away. The more we promote, it pushes him out. And it pushes us away from each other, away from the connection and bond that comes in community as one body. Well, Jesus then gives us this wonderful analogy as the disciples ask, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Well, he gives us this image of a child. He gives us an image of this um, child who, who for us is actually very hard to conceive what it meant for Jesus here is at the time because children in our time are celebrated. They're worshipped. They're kind of held up as the high esteem. But in Jesus' day, what is the picture of a child meaning to them? Well... It's a status of insignificance. It's the status of unimportance. It's the status of nothing. Children had very little status in the Eastern world. Here in the West, we celebrate, we put them up, we, we esteem them. But in the East, as, as the hearers are hearing this, what they're hearing is, is not that children are unimportant or insignificant, but their status is of nothing. They've got a low position in the society to which they live. And Jesus says, do you come like a child? Do you come with that of no status? In humility, with a posture of lowness. Now, can you imagine what that would be like in community if we embraced a status where we weren't inflating our ego and we recognise that we weren't better than anyone else or trying to be or comparing us to the opinions of others. Imagine what it would be like if you could come to that place in community where you no longer then had to judge other people 
because of our own ego and our own inadequacies in ourselves, we no longer needed to pass judgment on others. Or we no longer needed to envy others because of our ego. Well, he calls them towards him and he says, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. And perhaps a better way for us to understand this, because maybe children is too foreign for us now to understand in our Western context, because we esteem children so highly. Maybe if you think about it this way, this picture. Maybe if the words were more like this. Today, truly I tell you, unless you come, unless you change and become like a refugee, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Because you know what? I think you understand what a refugee is, don't you? Someone that has no rights, no opportunities, no status, almost no citizenship, as it were. You belong nowhere. You're abandoned. You have no position in society. And this is how Jesus calls each and every one of us to interact in our one another ring with one another, to come from this position. Unless you come like a refugee. You want to understand what greatness looks like? Become like a refugee. And this is where Jesus actually defines where true greatness lies and where humility actually comes to the surface. This is where true humility is founded. It's when we're able to say this as people. You know what? I have a very low opinion about your opinion about me. In fact, I have a very low opinion about what I think about me. You know what? It's not that I'm saying to you that you need to think less of yourself. That is, you need to think that you need to treat yourself lowly or you need to be, think, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm unworthy. It's not about thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking about ourselves less. Do you understand the difference? It's not thinking about us as if we're not worthy or we're not good enough or we don't have what it takes. But it's actually getting to the point where I don't even think about myself anymore. I don't even put myself in the equation when I'm with someone else. I don't even think about my ego anymore because it's, it's so deflated now because I don't need to puff it up anymore because I have a very low opinion about that. I don't characterise it. I don't take things personally anymore. I don't need to worry almost what other people say or think or compare myself or to envy anyone else or wish I was keeping up with the Joneses anymore. No. I don't even think about myself anymore. That's what true humility is founded when we don't consider, like Jesus sort of said, I don't consider equality with God something to be grasped, even though found in the very nature he was God himself. He did not find equality with something with God to be grasped and did not play that to his advantage, but considered himself nothing. He embraces that that status of lowness. And he says, emulate me. Follow me. Therefore, whoever takes the low position of this child is therefore elevated 
to become the greatest. You see, the challenge for us this morning as we consider the one anothering of one, the connected and bond that we wish to be able to share with each other, what would it mean for us to kind of deflate the ego, to no longer massage it and come to a place where we submit to God and we're able to, in humility, consider others better than ourselves? Not because we're less as people, but because we recognise our status is one that we're able to look at the other and go, I want to help you. I want to serve you, not because you're fulfilling my need, but simply because I'm totally present for you and I want to send you the message that you're not alone as you walk through this. You are not alone as you walk, go through this situation in your life. So it's not about thinking less of yourself. It's learning to think about ourselves less. Let's come to him in prayer. Lord, forgive us for the times when we've accidentally self-promoted, boasted or passed judgment on others because of our own perhaps insecurities or times when we have Look to ourselves first. Forgive us for the times when we've had a little bit of a selfish posture. Lord, when you speak to our very attitudes and the perceptions that we hold, Lord, I pray right now through the power of the Spirit that you would minister deeply to those places where we do experience emptiness, needing healing and redemption. And help us to become the people of hope that understands what it means to model, emulate the humility that you've shown at the cross for us. And Lord, this is not at all a guilt trip on any of us because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are free indeed through the Spirit. But Lord, we desire as a community of faith here at Para to be the type of people that are able to be humble in spirit. So Lord, as we sing this next song, as we worship you, as we praise you, we want to understand the grace that you've shown us. And we sing of this amazing grace that you have that sets us free to be your people, to be your true people. We love you, Lord. And may this be a continued act of worship to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I invite everyone to stand? Let's sing Amazing Grace. My chains are